Hey, 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 developers out there. Welcome to a very special edition of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers. I'm Carl Franklin in New London, Connecticut, and my co-host, Rory Blythe, here in the studio. How are you doing, Rory? Doing pretty well in New London, finally. In New London. Still, for two weeks now. Right. We've uh, been doing the show for quite a while. And uh, another thing that we did recently was Dev Days. And we're still in the process of doing that. That's a fun show. Yeah, had a good time. Um, definitely an interesting experience for me, having just gotten off the plane, but it was still... Yeah, you got off the plane, you took a train, <laughs> two dev days, you uh, got three hours sleep, and you went on like no, a trooper no, 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 in the no, morning. No. no, I was up for three days, I had two hours sleep. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we that was in Hartford last week, and uh, we did a we had a great time there. Pat Hines and myself... Uh, did the keynotes. And, Pat Hines was great. Yeah, he's yeah. just an incredible guy. Well, anyway, we're here to talk about Dev Days to the unsuspecting listener out there who, who really wants to find out a little more of what Dev Days is all about. Um, it's obviously a conference. It's a Microsoft conference. It's a single day, and there's a couple of different tracks. It's, uh, it's priced right. In right? your city. It's in your city. It's not one of these get in the right? plane and fly off to some strange place and stay there for a week sort of conferences. You Unless just, you're you coming to speak at Dev Days. For but, example. But right. local people would just have to show up and and sit and have coffee and, and watch all the great content. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have actually, Rory, some people here. We don't have time for Google Weirdos today. That's all right. You know? I'm sorry. Yeah, my ego is a little bruised, but that's fine. Or the Linux vulnerability of the week. Your ego is a little bruised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crushed, actually. But we do have um, three gentlemen from Microsoft who are here to explain Dev Days to the complete slob who has no idea what this is all about. So uh, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. Jay Rocks, Chris Flores, and Brian Goldfarb. How are you guys? Great. How are you guys doing? Very good. Very well. Got my, got my latte here, my whatever. It's not a latte, but it's a Connecticut latte. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Cool. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. So I'd like to uh, have you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, let's start with you, Chris. Well, I'm, uh, my name is Chris Flores, and I'm, I'm one of the lead marketing managers at, at Microsoft, spe- specifically for Visual Studio.net. And myself and my team essentially oversee all of Microsoft's outbound marketing efforts for um, Visual Studio and all of its languages. And we also know you from Chris and Ari's Cheap Ass Show, a.k.a. VBTV, don't we? That is correct. I'm uh, I'm I'm not a developer, but every now and then I play one on television. <laughs> I just got to say I loved the VBTV episodes. Great stuff. You and Harry were awesome. And uh, Jay Rocks, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Jay Rocks. I'm the Visual Basic product manager, which I'm I work for Chris. And one of the things I do is look out for the outbound marketing for all of VP. And I was also one of the people who put together the smart client track for Dev Days. Wow, great. So you're on the show today with your boss. That's why he sounds nervous. Yeah, man, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just watch what I say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, program manager for VB, not a, not a bad thing Pretty to have on your sweet. resume. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Brian Goldfarb, how are you? How are you doing? Hi. I am the product manager for all things web, as Chris, my manager, might say, web tools and platform team. So I was responsible for the web track content and all the wonderful goodness over there. Rory, I feel like we're in the presence of greatness here. I mean, these are some high up impressive dudes here, the the behind the scenes guys you never hear about. Well, at least Brian and Jay anyways. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, Chris isn't, isn't worth his weight in salt. No. <laughs> oh, that was a bad hash. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, I already made that joke once at Dev Days. Do we have the Rimshot special effect? Yeah. So, uh, Chris, tell us, for the complete novice to Dev Days, what am I going to expect? First of all, I know it's like under 100 bucks, it's, so it's price is right. It, it's a single day. You know, I get to take off some time from work. And what am, what am I going to expect? Am I going to expect like a lot of, uh, you know, dog and pony stuff? Or is there actually real content here? Actually, the only thing you can expect at Dev Days is a full-on dog and pony. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's not entirely true. We, 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 we often build Dev Days as an event that's, that's pretty much entirely by developers for developers. Right. And so... Um, for any developers out there that are concerned that this is going to be, you know, very impractical, um, you know, almost marketing hype, that is, I can assure you that that's absolutely not the case. This is, uh, this event is all about, you know, deep dives into code. It's about best practices. It's about um, some of the best uh, speakers in the industry, uh, a couple of which are on this phone call. Um, getting up there and really teaching developers how to how to make sense of of building great smart client applications or you know building really good uh, hack resilient uh, uh, websites. We can attest to the quality of the content. It's really great stuff. Not only did you guys put together some great things, but uh, Vertigo Software did some great demos, and and uh, I actually brought home some code that uh, I'm planning on using. And don't forget Wintellect, the wonderful architects of the dev of the web track. As oh, that's well. right. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason that I didn't bring them up is because I was totally focused on the smart client track. But we were both smart client yeah. speakers. Yeah. yeah, but but there you go. So yeah, so I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you that you wind up taking away from this event. You know, great knowledge being one of them, but you also you leave with a lot of battle-tested sample code that you can turn around and use right in your applications. Great whether stuff. you're creating great web apps or great Windows apps, um, so there's you know there's definitely some great takeaways. Um, people leave, people will actually leave with a pre-release copy of Widby, which is you know Microsoft's yeah. uh, a follow-on tool to to Visual Studio .NET. And well, there's that there's that whole bag of swag. Oh there's yeah. A whole giant, very heavy bag of swag. So you actually might want to bring a friend because that bag <laughs> is, so, is so heavy. But then your friend would have their own bag. Yeah, yeah. The Whidbey version is the same one that they gave out the PDC, right? That is correct. So, so if, if you weren't uh, one of the fortunate uh, few 10,000 people to make it to the PDC, this is your chance to... Or if your plane burned to a crisp. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, I mean you get you know you get pre-release copies of Widby, you get you know uh, SQL reporting services evaluations, evaluation editions, uh, BizTalk evaluation editions. And I thought again the sample code I thought was great. I I I got some things like the DP API for example code that uh, I didn't even know was there, you know, and uh, got some great wrappers for that. I'm going to be using that all the time. So That's even true. smart guys like you managed to pick up something new. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, going through the example code, I definitely learned a few things. Yeah, I, I was surprised too. I mean, I, I I stopped and I thought I'm actually going to probably try this out. No, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's important to mention there there is a good deal of code that goes up on the screen, it's, and, it's, and in your pocket. I mean, right. you, you go home with it. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, which sessions did you guys present? Well, uh, okay, I presented the securing smart clients, and I did the uh, the best. Well, I, I did the first one, sort of like the intro overview. Okay, Best so practices. you did the developing smart client track, right? So, I mean, in that track, we just cover a lot of the. We we set up a lot of the rest of the day. We introduce issue vision, which is the application that you get to take home. 
that's got so much of this code in there that we've been talking about. And that's like a tech support help desk application, isn't it? It's exactly like that. So if you've got a printer that's not working or voicemail that's not working, you can simply dispatch the tech to go fix it. Yeah, cool. So what are the what are the kinds of things that uh, that we cover in that in that track? Well, in the in that session in particular, we start off by defining what a smart client is, and just um, talking a little bit about what it has been in the past and where we see it going in the future. And right. then we touch in go into some of the design patterns that we use in Issue Vision, like the observer pattern and the command pattern, mm-hmm. um, and just set up the rest of the day for the data security and deployment talks that we'll do later. I, I really enjoyed seeing the uh, the patterns in particular laid the, out. The pattern stuff was good. Yeah, the, the observer pattern stuff was good. It was nice to see it all implemented in the context of WinForms. Right. I enjoyed that. It's a really useful block of code. That's one that I find myself using in, in other applications as well. From the developing the track, we go into the data track where a lot of people have data in their applications and they have a pretty good idea how to deal with it. But there's some tricky applications once you start getting into smart clients that will actually have disconnected data right, or different yeah. types of remote data. Absolutely. So we talk about how to design your app for concurrency, how to choose between optimistic and pessimistic concurrency, a few of the design trade-offs you'd want to do with ADO.net, custom objects and other data models. And then we take a look at some new stuff, including WSE 2.0, which has actually just shipped. Ah, very cool. I didn't know that. So this fresh, is fresh code, hot off the press. Awesome. And so that's the, a way that you can uh, to, to secure data in a payload going through a web service. Yep. In a standard way. Indeed. For because example. in addition to data, I mean, security is a major focus of this conference as well, right? Well, security is a major focus of just about everything these days. Right. Period. Right. Yeah. Period. Um, it's also one of the major themes of this conference, as you point out. And actually, the third session is all about how you secure your smart client applications. And Yes. Yeah, that's the one that I did. I enjoyed that yep. immensely. And one of the one of the comments I've gotten when people say we're securing smart client applications is people ask me, why bother secure them? I mean, it's a client application. Don't I just have to secure my website? <laughs> and then you start talking about how you've got data going back and forth over the wire, how you've got a mobile workforce with laptops that could get stolen, how you've got people, how you've got data files on the machine that have critical business information on it. And it really becomes clear that you also want to be securing your smart client application. Yeah, because there's enough angsty teens out there We've with enough a lot of time scripting talking knowledge. About protecting secrets and offline data, right. using one-way hashing, and I believe somebody already made the bad salt and hash joke. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little salt with your hash, yeah. And then, talk, and then we get into the DP API stuff, which is a very cool and easy way to protect data that you're going to be using on your computer. Right. You don't have to manage the keys yourself. It, it figures out what the keys are from your credentials and then just lets you encrypt and decrypt in a very secure and easy way. So with Windows managing the keys, that's one of the big headaches of security out of the way for you already. Absolutely. What do I do with that key? Where do I put it? Yeah, that's a big problem. Good. So in the last track? Last track is one of the... Big headaches that customers always tell us about is just getting the app out to the machine, deployment. Right. So we start by just taking a look at what the big three challenges are, avoiding collisions and DLL hell, which .NET has solved. Right. 
protecting resources and data and controlling costs. Yeah. And, and then we just start um, looking at a few very focused ways that you can deploy it. You can do a run from web model. You can do a code download model. And then we introduce both a PAG block and an application updater block. The PAG block, patterns and... Sorry, PAG is the yeah. Patterns and Practices group at Microsoft. Right. And they've got a couple of enterprise-grade blocks of code for something like deploying the application, doing automatic updates of the application. Right. And that's sort of the stuff that ClickOnce was born from, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the idea that if you, you deploy the app once to the machine, and then if you release a new version, the app knows that there's a new version available, just goes, gets the new version, updates itself, and there's no user intervention required. So we've got some pre-cooked, pre-tested ways of doing that that are available that we talk about as a part of the deployment session. Great. Oh, that's cool. So now, the uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about that uh, track before we talk about the web track? Well, I just I want to go back to the point we've all made earlier, but it's just how much code people right. are going home with, mm-hmm. and how that's much the they see a local expert walk them through, and just really get a chance to use in their own applications. And not only that, but a lot of this code, even if you weren't going to develop a smart client application, is still good stuff to learn. There, there's still something to take away from this, even if that isn't your focus. That's right. Yep. Just uh, securing data offline, taking a data set, encrypting it to disk. You know, that's something that you want to do, even if you have an application that's not a, a smart client. Exactly. Yeah. It's just Correct. a Windows application. You want to keep that data away from prying eyes while you go to lunch. Or even taking some of the UI tricks that we use in Issue Vision to produce a pretty compelling-looking app and just stealing some of the code and putting it in your own application. Yeah, I was going to say, Issue Vision really has that Windows XP look and feel with the, the things that pop out and slide up and Even down. Even the icons. Yeah. yeah, the icons, the little guy icons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, we spend some time in the first track looking at how you get XP themes. Good stuff. So the web track. Yeah, the web track. Brian, that's you. <laughs> that's me. You've been sitting there quiet, just waiting for your turn He's to come. He's been biting his tongue the whole time. I have. It's hard for me to keep quiet, let me tell you. But no, the web track definitely epitomizes the security theme that we talked about at Dev Days a little earlier. And yeah. I'm upset that we rehashed and stole my salted password hashing joke. It's so obvious, though. I mean, how can you not say it? Yes. Yeah, that's why I had a, thought about it already. So I'll have to come up with something original now. So we'll see how my stand-up comedy career could go. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty timeless joke. I think you can tell that one over and over. <laughs> oh, and I think we have. <laughs> <laughs> one more time, maybe. Okay. But um. So tell us about what we're going to expect in the web track. So in the web track, the first thing to know is it's all about security. From the beginning to the end, we're focused on making more secure web applications. And so we start out in the first session and we talk about general web security. And the key here is we're focusing on application security. We spend a little bit of time talking about network security and machine security, like actual box security, but that's not the focus of the presentation. You know, to do true security, it's an end-to-end process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the, for the purpose of Dev Days, we really focus on the developer and the application security itself. And we walk through sort of a level-setting exercise. And we just talk about the fundamentals of web security. And the brilliant piece here is that web security, it's really easy. Did you know that? Yeah, I did, actually. But your listeners may not. They, they, they may not. And that's, we see that a lot. It's just it's really simple. 
And it's just a matter of becoming cognizant of the fact that with, by doing two or three extra lines of code here or one little tweak there, you can actually make your web applications very secure. So the first session is all about understanding the security fundamentals, going through some of the basic differences between ACL authorization, URL authorization, forms, and Windows authorization, right. and the different mechanisms and how ASP.NET handles security. Hmm. We also set up the rest of the track by showing you a little bit of how to become a hacker, which is what session two is all about. Right. Yep. So one of the things we, we do in the second session, which is all about threats, we want everyone to come away with an understanding of the threats that exist on the Internet. And there's a lot of threats to web applications. And know? there's some scary demos, too. That, there are uh, some scary demos. If you're not like scared. SQL injection <laughs> and cross-site scripting. Right. And we've been talking about those on our show a lot lately. Just because uh, we want people to be so aware of them, I I teach a class and you know I raise my hand and say how many people know why we should use parameters in in dynamic SQL and or store procedures, and you know the blank stares. So no, absolutely, you know, you come in you come into session two and you're going to walk out of that session going, oh my gosh, I need to go fix my website right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You can see the. I, I was just in DC for the DC dev days, and you could see the look of horror on yeah. some people's <laughs> so faces. True. They realized <laughs> no. that some little 12-year-old from Man- you know, Minnesota could do a SQL injection attack. Right, exactly. And yeah. um, we really want to make sure people understand the ramifications of the design decisions that they make. So we walk through some of the classic examples, and we show you how to do it. So kids, don't try this at home. Purely yeah. for educational purposes. You also make the disclaimer that, you know, what we're about to do here is completely illegal, so don't do it. <laughs> it's completely illegal, but it's educational at the same time. Right. Well, hopefully everybody immediately goes home and applies these techniques that's, and can that's sleep the key. safely that night. Right. You know, as an interesting anecdote, I was one of the Dev Days reviewers sent me an email during the review process and says, hey, Brian, you know, I was trying out some of these hacks, and I found a site that was vulnerable <laughs> to an input tampering hack, a relatively well-known site. And Ooh. so this happens to everybody. We had to actually contact that website and say, hey, guys, look, if I do this little tweak, I can buy items for free. Right. I can walk away gratis. Yeah, they were able uh, to make was, changes to their site. Of course, that was after we secured some free product. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to Hawaii next month <laughs> for a dollar. You say for $1,000 an hour, I'll fix it for you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is a real problem. This is the things people experience every day, even today. You know, we look at cross-site scripting. We look at SQL injection. We look at basic input tampering hacks and how – just by simply modifying the input that you put into a form, you can do destructive things to a web page. Right. You know, one of the great demos is how you could take like a, a simple guestbook application, and by just putting some malicious text into an input field, you can destroy that website. Yeah. You, know, you don't even think about these things. It's and true. then we go a little bit further, and we talk about threat threat modeling, and the whole paradigm of understanding how to evaluate the design of your site. To protect it. That's one thing I came away with, uh, Brian, that really helped me a lot is that, you know, so many people say, well, where do I begin? I don't have any sort of process for figuring out what's what's vulnerable and how to secure it and how important a particular vulnerability is. Yeah, if you don't know how you're going to be attacked, then how do you even begin to defend against it? Exactly. And that's why threat modeling is so important. And in Microsoft, in-house, 
we actually employ the techniques of STRIDE and DREAD. Which are acronyms for things for you For things to that do. you'll learn if you attend the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just think, DREAD is an important acronym, and you can t- STRIDE as well. Right. But these are actually formal processes for evaluating the types of security vulnerabilities that can exist, the severity of those vulnerabilities, so that you can accurately assign resources to defend against the most important ones, the most life-threatening ones for your application. Yeah. You know, Pat Hines made a really great comment during the show, which is that we had a lot of consultants in the crowd. There's been a surge in consultancy in the U.S. since January. I don't know if you have felt that in Redmond, but out here there's been a seriously increased demand for .NET consultants. And a lot of the people that came to DevDays were consultants. And this is the kind of stuff that a consultant can immediately reap the rewards of. I mean, if you understand security in, you know, 2004 and 2005 and beyond, you know, you're going to be in need because this is these are skills that you can't ship out overseas. These are skills that are always going to be in demand right here in the US. Time sensitive. And the Time. demand is even growing as we speak. You know, coming away with the ability to evaluate the threat the threats that a, a web application can see is incredibly valuable. People are building, you know, businesses, huge consulting businesses and making lots of money by understanding these techniques and being right. able to apply them for the mere mortal. Right. And, and hopefully the developers will leave not not only, you know, a, a, a perhaps a little bit scared and shaken about how easy some of these vulnerabilities can be, but hopefully they'll leave quite reassured as well that they'll have... Absolutely, Chris. So after we scare the heck out of everybody in session two, <laughs> and we teach them how to understand just how to model the threats, we move into session three, which is all about countermeasures. So we don't leave anybody hanging. You know, we want them to know just what's out there and exactly how to defend against it. And that's what session three is all about. What are the countermeasures that you as a developer can take to protect against the common types of attacks that websites see every day? And there was some of the, some of the content in that was, anal- was similar to the stuff that I was doing in, the, uh, in the, the, the smart client track on the third session, the security talk. Um, just talking about some of the tools that are built into the .NET API to the .NET framework that, uh, and some tools that attach onto the .NET framework that you can use to do uh, encryption and storing keys and all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. That's the beauty of the .NET framework is the security tools, the DP API encryption, and all of the management is built in. So you can leverage it if you're building web apps or if you're building smart client apps. Right. So the same definitely doesn't suck. Apply. That's what doesn't suck. That's <laughs> doesn't for sure. Suck. Yeah. So we go through and we talk about just how easy it is to use the features in the framework to build effective websites. You know, one of the concepts that we portray is that input is evil. All right, input. Right, Anything right. a user types is evil. And you have to defend against that. And you can do simple countermeasures to prevent input tampering by just validating input. Right. And the techniques for doing that are all baked into the framework. It's just a matter of knowing that input is evil and the simple you know, input filtering controls, understanding about strong passwords and how to protect against malicious input. And just with that one fix, that yeah. one fix, you can eliminate. So that's why Peter Bloom's input controls are so popular. Right. Yeah. The validation is key. Validation. I mean, you, you validate input and you take away a huge set of attacks that can come in. Yeah. You can even protect against SQL injection using that methodology. Right. But that's why parameters are more important because you protect on both sides. Not only are you protecting the client, 
by validating input and protecting the data that you get. But you're also protecting yourself on the server side by making sure that any malicious input that did happen to get through is removed. Why don't we uh, give away a little nugget of, of technology by defining what a hash code is here? So for the purposes of the web track, we talk about you know, one-way hashing. We talk about that a lot. You know, what, what does that mean, right? That's the question. What does hashing a password right. actually do to that password, particularly in a one-way mechanism? Basically, you're taking some arbitrary piece of text and running it through a function, a hashing function, that applies an algorithm to it and spits out something completely different. Right. That's the, be- the basic gist of it. And, and, the, and the thing about a hash is that it, you can't get back the, the original string. It doesn't have the original string's data in it just in a different encryption or whatever. Exactly. But, but you but can the, always – But the nice thing is if you run that same original string through that same hash function, you always get back the same hashed value. So it's used to compare. Yep. Exactly. So that way if your database is compromised in the worst possible scenario – I get back a bunch of garbage, and I can't just go see B gold and that user and my password is you know forty seven letters. That's clearly wrong. But <laughs> right. when I hash it on the site, it's able to do the proper comparison. And we take that even several steps further by using salts, which we won't get into, right. and even even more encryption on the passwords to really protect the database. So that even if it is compromised, you can't do a dictionary attack to find out what the passwords are, or you can, but even if you break the, the the barrier, you know, the barriers to entry on that right. database, you might get one password instead of the entire. And so now the listener is 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 a little bit satiated, but still wanting more. So if you want to understand what a dictionary attack is and all these other things, you got to come to Dev Days. I can't give away all the secrets. That's right. Yeah, you want to whet your appetite, but you'll learn all this stuff all day long at Dev Days. So if that wasn't enough. We actually have session four, which is all about the Microsoft reference application for OpenHack. And oh, OpenHack yeah. was an entry that Microsoft put into an e-week competition where basically the premise was, hey, build a website, and we're going to turn it open to the world and say, hack me. <laughs> so we built this reference application for OpenHack, and we let it out there, and we let anyone in the world try to hack it, thousands and thou- tens of thousands of people. And this application survived every single possible hack attack. Yeah. How many, how many attacks? About 80,000, I believe. Wow. Over how long? A very short period, six weeks or so. Jeez. Hmm. That's not really a short period, though, if you think about it. I mean, a lot of damage can be done in five seconds if you have the right information. Yeah, but if you give six weeks is a, a big window to give people the opportunity to take sure. down your site. Absolutely. They were unable to. And this is code that you get to walk away with from the web track or from either track, as a matter of fact. You walk away with all the code from both sides. So were other applications submitted to OpenHack that didn't do as well? They, they, there were. We should, probably should discuss those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read about it we, Google search. Yeah, we want to be nice to the competition. And Point being, this is good stuff. Good this stuff. Good stuff. And it is an end-to-end application that demonstrates all of the best practices that you learn in the previous three sessions. And we right. spend the fourth session walking through it. And this thing is ultra-secure. I mean, we're talking bulletproof. There's no way into this thing. We do some of the most extreme types of security so you can copy these tidbits of code, these, these uh, password management and encryption settings into your code and easily reuse the objects that handle all of this for you and make hmm. it quite simple for you to do this advanced sort of security protection on your site. So it sounds like Dev Days this year is not for .NET beginners. It sounds like you really need to be a sort of an intermediate level .NET developer to, to come, or is that uh, true or not true? I think be, I think that beginners will still get something out of it. Okay. I don't 
we were pretty careful not to draw the bar so that you wouldn't understand it if you didn't have a PhD in CS. Right. But as you said, even smart guys like you learn something going through the tracks. Absolutely. So it's really a conference for everybody. Absolutely. Sure. Name, something yeah. for everyone. You know, Your name's the, the techniques on security are very general. They apply to anyone new to programming or mature in programming. So there's definitely a takeaway for everyone who wants to come. I was just going to say that you're an ASP.NET developer. You've kind of got, you, you got your basic chops down. You can throw together a web app, but now you've got to move to the next level. And that's going, to, that's going to involve all the extra stuff, all the security, all this, all of that. The things that people typically kind of brush aside and don't necessarily take I think up. they could read a book and, and make it happen in a week or, or a day or whatever. And that day gives it to you in four hours. Everything you need. And I, and I, you know, coming out of the web track session, you should definitely be able to build secure websites. And the key takeaway, the thing that's really important, we talked about this earlier, is just really how simple it is. This isn't rocket science. Building right. these secure applications is not a PhD activity. Anyone can do this. It's just a matter of being educated and knowing how. And right. that's what the web track provides. Yep. Right. So anybody that, anybody that perhaps has, quote-unquote, avoided security issues in the past really shouldn't be because, as Brian said, they're, you know, when, when you see them, they're, they're quite straightforward. Sure. And it's fun, too. Oh, definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, a couple of the fun points of Dev Days that I particularly took from the keynote um, was, the, was the videos that you guys took. I mean, you, you made some videos of success stories of, of some really high-profile companies that have – that implemented .NET, and the numbers blew me away. One of them was the uh, Indy, Indy 500 track people, the Indy Raceway. Oh, yeah. And they did a .NET application to control their, you know, their pit crew software and their communications infrastructure and all this great stuff. And they did it with like three developers in, what, six weeks or something? It was yeah. insane. Oh, that, that, that application is amazing. I mean, the... Uh... You know, the Indy has sensors placed all along the tracks and sensors within the cars themselves. And, and during a given race, I think I think the figure was something on the order of 80,000 records during the race get transmitted from the sensors back to this back to this VB.net app that's collating everything and right. distributing everything. It's and not to, not to disparage Java in any way, but they did mention that they had gone down that road of using Java and Flash, and it just wasn't working out for them. Right. So they had they came in. They did it with .NET. They did it with VB.NET. As a matter of fact, Jay. Indeed, they did. It was, it's a great application. Yeah. Sweet. Well, is there anything else you guys want to uh, say before we wrap it up about Dev Days? Besides just a call to action: go and where you know. Obviously, they're listening to it. But if if somebody just happened to have listened to the show as an MP3 that you know your friend gave you, where on the web can we go to learn more about Dev Days and possibly register and find out where it is and all that? If you go to www.microsoft.com slash devdays, D-E-V-D-A-Y-S, that'll give you all the information you need. Cool. And I could find where it's happening and when and just I can sign up right online? You bet. You can sign up online. It's uh, it's taking place in 32-plus cities around the United States, so chances are it's coming to a city very near you. And it's also worldwide, right? Yes, thirty-two cities in the U.S., and there'll be a there'll be a whole series of of international Dev Days as well. Hmm. Excellent. Well, listen, guys, on behalf of Rory and myself, and of the listening public out there, I'd like to uh, thank you for coming on the show, and I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to this very special edition of .NET Rocks, all about Dev Days. So, do us all a favor and uh, get your stuff secure, right? 
We'll see you. We'll see you guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.